Ready to get weird? Very weird. Welcome back to the Virtus Performance Podcast, and apologies in advance. We are both battling a little bit, Bailey. Would you agree? Yeah. Sunday scaries. Sunday scaries, very much so. Um, it's about damn time we got you on the podcast. It's the last episode of season three, um, and it's the last chance you're going to have to join us for a while. Yes. Do you want to tell the audience what's going on and why the fuck you're leaving us? <laughs> yeah, so um, moving to the sunny coast next week. Why? Um... Something different. Felt like I was sort of stuck in this cycle of just same stuff, different day sort of thing. And I thought, why not change it? Mum lives up the coast, so it was um, not like I have to go find a place to live or anything. It's there, ready for me. And um, yeah, thought, why not? So you said you're stuck in a cycle of same shit, different day. For the ones that don't know, do you want to tell the audience sort of who you are, what you do, and what does the same shit, different day look like currently? Um, well, yeah, Bailey Schmidt. I'm from down this way, born and raised in Seaford, and um, yeah, I just do a, I'm a fridgy at the moment, and I work for my old man. I enjoy it. It's good fun, but the I think the fun part is actually working with my dad, because we get along pretty well. The actual work side of things, I'm not into it, which is why I'm sort of moving on a bit. I didn't know Fridgy was an actual trade until earlier this year. What does the Fridgy do? Oh, well, I don't really know. I'm not that good. (laughs) Nah. um, Oh, there's lots of different things. Fridgies can be, it's like uh, aircon and refrigeration. So it's like we do commercial. So we do like build cool rooms, refrigerate cool rooms, freezer rooms, and create like custom butcher displays and sandwich bars and all that. So kind of all stuff. things cold, you just look after them. Yeah. Love that. And then a lot of them do, a lot of other guys, would, like Harry Lane is a fridgy, he, does, um, he just does aircon and that I think, so that's not something I really got into, but yeah. yeah. So it just sort of felt like, uh, sort of in the last few months with me, I've always had footy as like that outlet, and then the last, what is it now, uh, probably last three months of having no footy, I sort of... Felt like I was just in this cycle of, yeah, same shit, different day of going to work, coming home. And I'd come here three or four times a week and that was good. That was a good release when I didn't have footy. But then I sort of was like, something just didn't feel right. And I was a bit like, I need to do something about it. Yeah. And um spoke to my, my mum about it and just said, like, I'm feeling a bit weird. And I was a bit hesitant to talk to my old man about it because he'd put all this time into me. You, you didn't want to bail on him and his business. Yeah, so I didn't want to let him down. But um, I spoke to him and mum sort of spoke to dad. And um, dad sort of just sent me a message out of the blue saying like, I know you work for me, but you're my son. I want to put you first. Like, I don't care if you don't want to work for me. It's your choice. You just need to be happy and live your life. That's and it. You work yourself up and you create all these stories in your head. But like, he's your old man yeah. and he's not going to be pissed at you if you bail and uh, want to look after you and your mental health. And yeah. You know, have a dabble in something different. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, like, getting that message from old man was like, that was a massive weight off my shoulders because I was like, thank God. Like, I don't have to... <laughs> don't even have to approach him about yeah. it. He's just done it. What a man. And he was almost the one that sort of, not pushed me to move, but he just said, maybe you should just try something because mum had sort of mentioned it and I was always like, oh, I don't know, not sure. And then dad sort of said, oh, why not? Like, nothing's holding me back here. Uh, not haven't got a mortgage or a house or anything. Don't have a girlfriend or anything. So it's yeah. like, there's nothing holding me back. And I just thought, why not? So I just committed. And then I think I started telling everyone as soon as I could because then I was like, I know if I 
sit on this and think about it, I'm going to want to pull the pin. That's it. So. If, you, if you put it out into the universe and say you're moving and you tell enough people, then it's almost like accountability. And if you're, if you're chicken out, pardon the pun, then, you know, you've, you've let down all these people that you've sort of, you've yeah. put it out there and you said you're going to do it and then you don't do it. Yeah. What's sunny coast like? Sunny coast life, hopefully going to look like. Um, well, I'm hopping off the tools. I think I've, I told myself. So we're transitioning? Up, yeah. Growing up through school, I always said, couldn't stand being a tradie. And I didn't. I went and worked at uh, Padua College for three years and really enjoyed that. But I just didn't want to go into teaching. I, I more couldn't be bothered going to uni, actually. And so I went and worked for my old man. I think I did that for the last two years. And like I said, it just didn't work out. And then now I'm going up sunny coast and I'm going to go into some uh, support work. So, yeah. Why support work? Um, I think... Looking back on my time at Padua, I really enjoyed working with kids and that. And, like, I do a fair bit of footy coaching and that when I can. And um, I like the working with kids and feeling like you're having an impact sort of thing. Mm. And that was something my mum sort of does a bit of that sort of stuff. And I thought, why not give it a crack? So, yeah. You did say growing up and throughout school, being a tradie was the last thing you wanted to do. What did you want to be growing up? And what was life, you know, going, growing up and going through school like as Schmitty? Um, that's a good question. It feels like it was so long ago. You, said, you went to primary school in Seaford? Yep. Seaford yep. North Primary School and then went to Flinders College in Camdowns for my high school. Um, I'm not actually sure. I think I always just enjoyed playing sports and that, like footy and basketball. And it was always, I always sort of thought something like that would be pretty cool. And then I was kind of smart, but I had real bad, like shock and study habits. Like I'd, I still remember my mum saying to me the difference between me and her going, my, me and my sister going through year 12 was like, my sister just like full studied non-stop and would like just lose it over not studying. And I was sort of like... And you didn't give two shits? Yeah. Or I, I remember going into my maths exam without a bound reference. I just walked in with my textbook <laughs> and I was, think I was the only person in my year level. So you did VCE? So, yeah. I actually didn't know that. What are you trying to say? <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything. I just, I'm making assumptions when I shouldn't. So you, I'm a smart bloke. Did you do methods? No, I dropped methods because of my study habits. Fuck, there you go, okay. I started methods in the, what, unit three, started doing that, and then the teacher sort of pulled me aside and said, if you're going to do methods, you need to actually study. I, I nearly went down that path myself. I did methods, and it was a f- probably a couple of months out from the end of year exam, and I got 3% on a practice exam. And I was sort of the same as you. I didn't give two shits. And then I probably got that 3% and was like, right, yeah, something actually needs to change here. And then we turned that around. But um, what happened with the role at Padua? How did you get onto that? Is it teaching um, something you wanted to get into and that was like your first foot in the, first, um, foot in the door? It was actually probably almost a bit of a stuff around applying. Like I sort of wasn't even meaning to it. I was, was through... I was the I was a teacher's aide for three years, and the first year was through the AFL Sports Ready program, which I think they still do. Sort of like it's it's I don't know really know what it is. It just connects to schools, and you do like a certificate in something. I can't remember <laughs> what it was. And um, I just was going through the website, and there was a few openings because I left it pretty late because I was can't remember what I was doing. I was probably doing nothing. <laughs> and then um, I was at Stingrays at the time because I went to school a year early, so my 18th year was when 
I was 17. You, you were like me. Old, you were yeah. a young and then you were 17 while your mates were 18. Yeah. Yep. So I was playing Stingrays and um, I think in our Stingrays team there would have been eight, maybe even ten players that all went to Padua and they were all in the school and something came up on the Sports Ready website and it said, teacher's age job at Padua. And I went to training the next night and I was like, fuck, that'd be pretty funny if I was working and you guys are there. Yeah. And then... Literally, you get to work said, with your mates. Yeah, and they were sort of like, oh, fuck, it'd be funny. I was just do it. And I was like, all right. So I applied for it. So you're saying it started as a piss take? Sort of, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was something I was interested in. Yeah. Because I applied for a few schools, I think. And, uh, but it was a bit... I left it until like mid-Jan or something. And so like most schools had already sorted it the year before sort of thing, like in the December and that. And yeah, ended up having the interview and getting the job. And um, yeah, worked there for three years. And it was probably, yeah, some of the most fun I've had. I did just heaps of random stuff. And um, and then it sort of got to the stage where what would it have been? Um, that would have been twenty end of twenty nineteen, no eighteen nineteen no end of twenty twenty. And I was sort of at the stage where you had to like commit to going and doing something to further. Okay, so so you were still doing that in twenty twenty like during COVID. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. So that was when all the all that stuff happened. Sort of had to heaps of different stuff happened. You know, with all the schools mm. shutting down and everything. But got to the stage where like you need to do something and I wasn't really that set I did want to do teaching I think I still sort of have plans for something like that but it's not something I'm too interested in the moment like, is that the uni barrier yeah I think uh, yeah. the uni barrier just purely because I know my own study habits but I think if it's something that I really like and am passionate about I know I would you, you would yeah like it's sort you'd of find a way yeah so that was um good fun for three years and I um really enjoyed it but yeah, I had to move on. You didn't get up to any mischief with your mates while they were students and you were uh, a teacher, no, did you? No, I made sure. Kept I you separated? Yeah, nice and professional. Anything you learnt along the way as your time as a teacher's aide? Um, oh, probably just how different all the kids are. Like, you might kids might respond differently to one style of you telling them off, I guess, and then another group of kids might respond completely differently. So it's like understanding everyone is so different and you can't yeah. just use this one way to... Literally, there's no one size one. fits yeah, all. Exactly. It's like coaching the peanuts at Virtus, mate. <laughs> Bailey Schmidt might respond to something and Harry Lane might respond in a completely different way. Exactly right. I'm good to coach as long as you've got good music on. I'm you good. are coachable. And yeah, speaking of music, sorry if it sounds like there's a rave going on in the background at the moment. Mitch has got the AFLW girls in and the music's pumping fairly loudly. I'm not too sure if it's coming through these speakers, but that'll be a later problem anyway. Uh, so where are we now? So 2020, you said you finished at Padua. Yep. What was the next few steps there? Um, well, coming out of, I'd already worded up with dad that we're going to go work for him. Yep. So, um, had the summer off and then, um, yeah, got stuck into getting on the tools, started the apprenticeship and wasn't bad. wasn't (laughs) amazing. Nothing special. It was just sort of like. Get through it. It would have been about that time, start of 2021, where I think I first met you at Virtus and you were having your uh, induction. You only had a broken shoulder at the time. What was going on there? Yeah, that was... was No, that was... I did had the shoulder 2019, end of 2019. (laughs) Still giving uh, you some problems? Nah, it's all right. As it stays, the fizz look after me. Because you were were transitioning from Ediasp footy to YC. What was the change there? And Uh, how is that change sort of impacted you oh just something different <laughs> something different yeah bit of you, you don't like the same thing for too long do you no i thought i did but now i'm starting to realize i probably don't do you get bored easily i think so yeah 
I don't know. Do I? I don't know. You, you seem to hate doing the same thing over and over again. No, I'm just trying to find something. I need to find a place or doing something that I enjoy and that I feel like I get a lot out of it. You're trying to find yourself. So you said you're going into support work when you moved to the sunny coast. Um, it's something your mum's been doing for a while, you said. Is it something that you've seen her do it and you've thought to yourself, like, shit, I'd really love to give that a crack? Yeah, or- it's, it's mum and it's also like I've got a lot of mates down here that even do it and that, I sort of thought about just dipping into it down here but obviously the opportunity up there came along and I couldn't really say no. But yeah, it's just something that I think seems very rewarding and I've sort of done it little bits and pieces with like lived experience with older family members and that. But um, yeah, I was just really interested to actually try and have an impact with some kids and that. Yeah, and I suppose that's a form of teaching. Like, even though it's not formal, got to go through uni and get a teaching degree and then you're working as a teacher under this you know Victorian cur- curriculum, like you're still having your impact on kids just in a way that you know you choose to do. And it's probably one of the reasons that I switched out of teaching myself because that's what I was first studying at uni into sports science and then here at Virtus because I still get to have an impact on young people, but I just didn't like having to be really, really rigid to a curriculum and have to strictly teach yeah. you know, what you have to teach in a school structure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sort of. Probably, I reckon you would get a different kind of relationship here as well as being in a school. I think Absolutely. there benefits to both of them, but it's just those different relationships i guess yeah yeah it's, it's probably more of a professional relationship inside of a school which there's nothing wrong with but it's just probably not for me i like to build more of a, a personal relationship and you know and you can say the word fuck to him <laughs> inside the gym mate you're not allowed to do that in school and I'm a, I'm a very sweary person i don't have much of a filter um let's talk footy let's talk footy you said you were playing stingrays for a few years was afl footy something that you aspired to play it was, but I think I, I was a bit, I was a bit away from it. I'd like to think I was close, but I don't really think I was that close. If you're not watching on YouTube, Bailey Schmidt's a really, really big and tall man, <laughs> a ruckman, hard position to play. I wouldn't know because I've never had to do that. It is a hard spot to play. What, what was that like growing up and always having to be the big man? Um, growing up, I, I did, I hated playing ruck. Genuinely hated it. So they all seem to juniors, um. Yeah, we were in a pretty good side, and we had a few big Did you play boys. for Seaford? Yep. Yep. Seaford Juniors. I spent a year at EDS when Seaford folded, but um, it was, yeah, always playing in the ruck, but then it sort of got to the stage where I just didn't want to play ruck, and we had a few other big boys, so they got them in the ruck, and I just went and sat forward, didn't really do much. But I um, I actually quit footy one year. I think it was under 14s I quit and went because I was – Wanted to focus on my basketball. I thought I was better at basketball, which I don't know if I was. I was <laughs> Were you wrong about that? Or? Oh, well, footy's got me <laughs> partially further than basketball, so I think so. But, yeah, I remember quitting footy, didn't do any pre-season that, and then I think my good mates were like, just come down, watch, and went and watched, I think, the first two rounds, and I was like, nah, fuck. I was like, I can't not play footy. And I missed just it too seen, much. I'd just seen all my older mates go through... Uh, the V-Line Cup, which I don't, don't think it's still called that, but it's like Stingrays under 15 competition, I think, that they sort of do with all the country teams. Yeah. And I was like, all right, I'll give it till I'll give it this season. If I make V-Line, I'll keep playing footy. If I don't, I'll just fully quit footy. And then from there, I think, yeah, made made that and then just sort of kept going and going. Made and, it as a Ruckman? Yeah, made it as a Ruckman. <laughs> just can't escape it. And then I think about 12 months later, I'd, given up basketball and just tried to focus on footy. And, um, 
yeah, and then went through stingrays, and um, that was yeah probably some of the most fun I've ever had playing footy. YC's probably gone pretty close Up to there. it as well. Yeah, it's been good fun. Once you were in the stingrays, uh, you know, squad, like was AFL then something you thought shit like this or a chance here or? Um, I think in the back of your head you always sort of think, and I think being a taller bloke you probably get looked after a bit more, which mm. was nice. But it was also um. It was more for me, I was just like happy being around mates, like like I was saying, footy's always been my release and um just being in the squad of like it was like fifty or sixty of us all from around this area and like we would just hang out every weekend and it was like just everyone sort of thinks I was just footy, 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 but it was like when it's time to lock in it was yeah, footy, but on the weekends and stuff it was just like For the most part it's just hanging out with your mates. Yeah, being with mates and it was just good fun. So um I did yeah, I gave gave it a bit of a crack, but probably Left it a bit late and realised. Same with my study habits, my training habits. Training habits weren't there. Amazing. So, I, um, well, got, well, they've got definitely there. changed over the past few years because the training habits I see from you these days are pretty phenomenal. But we'll get into that a little bit later. From there, we went to Ediasp, correct? Ediasp seniors. I was while I was at Stingrays, I was at Edy, so I went yep. from yeah Seaford to Edy to YC. So it was just something because I think uh, what was it? Seaford had dropped down to Division Two and. I love Seaford, but I sort of spoke with a few people and they sort of recommended trying to stay in Division 1. And Edie had... Uh, Yader was the coach at the time, Graham Yates. I think he played for Melbourne a few games. Yep. Um, and Yader had a connection with Stingrays, with um, Flano as the talent manager, because Yader used to coach Stingrays. And they sort of hooked me up there and went over there for a bit and only played the uh, four games because then I was back at Stingrays and that for the rest of the year. And then... Moved on from there and COVID shut everything down. What COVID look like for you? Just um, I don't know. It feels like it was so long ago. But it, like, it does. It we've we've had a solid year of you know no COVID and I haven't, I haven't had to check in for about a year now and everything's back to pretty well normal. But you know through that COVID time I actually didn't know you. Like so, what first year you would have been at Padua, second year you would have been at Fridgey. Like what what did yeah. those two years look like? How'd everything go with mental health and you know. Because, as you said, you don't like you don't like doing the same thing over and over. And that's exactly what, well, for me anyway, that's exactly what COVID was. It was the same shit every single day for yeah. two years. Yeah, so being it, um, it was different. It was just weird. Like, it was like, especially, I, f- I feel more for the kids that were at school probably than for um, people like that were sort of our age. I mean, everyone took it completely differently. But I just feel like the kids in school, they would have struggled so much. Like, trying to do year 11 and 12 through that would have been... Insane. Like, I can't even mate. imagine. I would have just thrown the towel in and been like, mate, I'm it, not doing this shit. And fuck the study, just missing the fun exactly. stuff, like the, that, like the underage parties and like do the turning 18. And, and then you're going in and you can't even see, like, I don't know. Yeah. Shit. Um, at Padua, because the school shut, I was over at uh, the Tyab campus just doing maintenance. So it was good. I was lucky enough, pretty much the whole, whatever it was, two years of lockdown or whatever, however long it was, I was pretty much working all the time. working. So... At Padua, yeah, we're still working, and then obviously left Padua, started working for old man, and because we were um, fridges, it was the uh, what do they call it? The um, I know, yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Up. Yeah, this is the uh, this is the Sunday scaries. Sorry, <laughs> folks, we're, we're a little slow in the head at the moment. So, um, yeah, we were we were still working flat out, and it was it sort of had patches where it slowed down a bit. But I mean, like, because we do a lot, we do a lot of work at like. Dandy Market, South Melbourne Market, and that, and they were all still operating in that. So, so it would have been like good to 
just get out and see people and it's, it, yeah. I guess, for COVID, it's relatively buzzing and you're seeing people out and about. Oh, it was just weird, like, you drive on Nepean Highway, 7am, Tuesday morning, no one's on Nepean Highway. Yeah. <laughs> drive all the Straight way through. It takes you 25 minutes to get to the city instead of 45, so that was probably the weirdest part. You're just driving around, there's no one on the road. It was just like a ghost town for so long. Bizarre. But, yeah, I mean, I was, yeah, I think I would have struggled if I, um, was stuck at home. I reckon I would have been a bit all yeah. over the joint. But I was, yeah, lucky enough to still be working. And, so um, it's weird in a way, like work, work sort of came a bit of a release. Yeah, because obviously it didn't have that footy. It was, um, yeah, had had work to sort of keep my mind ticking along, I guess. Yep. Um, and then we come to YC. We finally finally got on the park. Was, was it 2020 you started playing for YC or 2021? Because yeah. 2020 you wouldn't have got on the track. Yeah, so end of 2019 I signed at YC. Yep. For, 2020 and um i think that was when i started here as well because i was yeah coming back from my uh shoulder and got to work with the fizz and all the boys coops good man shout out shout out coops and um yeah what was it what was the question again um so well, 20 <laughs> sorry mate we're both battling 2021 you did you get on the track oh, at yeah, all well, I say, yeah so missed 2020 2021 got on the track and um, yeah, we had, we had a pretty good year. We were cruising mm. along, and then got oh uh, yeah, because then the lockdowns came again. Yeah, yeah. so you wouldn't no, have finished that, the that year. That sucked. That was actually very shit because yeah. I think we ended up playing a game off a two week lockdown with no training, and then that was the last game we played. And I'm pretty sure we played Rosebud that day, and Rosebud thumped us. What What was it like the transition to a new club? Like, did you know many of the boys at YC? Like, um, the, not really. Yeah. I. Well, it all sort of came along. Like, yeah, was it was it daunting at all? No, nah, I like to think I'm a pretty open person that yeah. is very approachable, or I can approach people and just sort of make yeah. mates. No worries, yeah. But knowing you sort of, I think everyone in the MPNFL league sort of knows that YC is sort of that club that's very opening and welcoming. Yeah, um, I yeah. was. It was. It sort of came about because I was like Luca Goon is probably one of my best mates, and um, his old man. Gooch used to work at, oh, was assistant coach at Franks and VFL when I was there. And he um, he ended up getting the head gig at Franks and YC. And that was when I sort of messaged, Luca was at Mount Eliza at the time. And me and him were talking and I was like, should we get going, let's get to YC? And he was like, yeah, I reckon, let's do it. And um, that's sort of how that just came about. Got there and I knew Luca, um, a few other boys I used to play at Stingrays with, Bailey Anglin couple other boys it's probably more but I can't think at the moment yeah. and then Join the club um, yeah it was sort of just meeting people going to training and that it was a bit yeah. hard because I was still coming back from my shoulder so I was a bit out of it at the start and then um, yeah after a few months and that it all just sort of clicked and we'll talk about injury in a moment because you've had a few over the uh, par- or past 12 months especially but yeah past few years uh, 2022 comes along big expectation um you probably didn't go as you planned, like from a footy sense and just life sense. Give us a bit of a year recap because, oh, yeah, a yeah. fair few speed bumps. There was a few. And a few big ones, but, ah, well, shit happens. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I was feeling pretty good start of the year. And going after the season getting shut down in 2021, it was like, all right, I want to lock in and have a big 2022. And it was going pretty well pre-Chrissy. Thought I was training pretty well, feeling pretty good. And um, 
you were like, you know, out of all the people that come through our doors, but both training for footy or other sports or just doing the group training and just want to feel better, like you were definitely one of our more consistent um, athletes for oh, probably the past 18 months. Like you've been really, really solid. So those um, study habits and training habits that um, you know, occupied your life for the past few years, they definitely weren't present the past 18 months. But then uh, shit went pear-shaped. Yeah, so it was uh, hottest 100 day <laughs> down at uh, Rye. One of the boys has a house down there. Um, had a few, went down to the beach and all just sort of stuffing around and running around the beach, chasing a mate, took a step. Sort of felt like I rolled my ankle a bit and I was like, oh, fuck, that's a bit sore, yep. a bit tender. Didn't worry about it. Sort of so ho- hobbled like, my way into the water. Did you jump and land or you were just running? I and no, I think I was just running and Jesus. like the sand just sort of went or something. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I stood on something. don't know. And then y- You had a few and your memory of the yeah. event is <laughs> cloudy. Like, I wasn't full on like. I was okay. We know what you mean. I was okay. Yeah, you're right. Uh, went for a swim, swam for like half an hour, and then went to walk in. And I was like, fuck, something's not right here. Jesus. <laughs> and um, couldn't put any weight on it. And all my mates going, oh, he's just, you know, it's just a rolled ankle. I was like, this isn't a rolled ankle. Yeah, yeah there's, there's nothing worse than when you hurt yourself and you're pissed and yeah. you can feel it and it hurts. It's like, geez, if I'm pissed and I'm feeling it this bad, something must be wrong. <laughs> and then almost people like don't believe you or they think you're just in your own head or they think you're being a pussy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I, because I'd uh, broken my foot in 2016 and I was like, no, nah, this is, I'm feeling, this is this feels like similar. This. Yep. And I was like, fuck, this isn't good. And is that then, the same foot? No, nah, that was my okay. left in 2016. Yeah. So this uh, January was my right. Okay. So did that and uh, went went back to the house. I think they carried me to the car, to be honest. They Jeez, good effort. I know. Good blokes. Um, got there and then they all went, they were all going to the pub and I was like, oh, there's no chance Can't of going. I was like, I'm just going to try and sleep it off. <laughs> went to bed, wake up the next morning, my foot's fucking half purple, I reckon. Fat as. It was very you showed fat. me a picture. And then I had to... Drive home on Penlink. And it was your right foot too, right yep. Foot and I was like, probably shouldn't have been driving, but I had to drive. My car was there and um, yeah, it was struggling to drive home. Got home and it was a Sunday, so I couldn't go get x-rays. I didn't want to go away to the hospital. I was like, fuck that. So went went on Monday morning, got x-rays and um, yeah, nice little fracture on the fifth map, Jones fracture, I think it was. So that sort of, Put the dampener on the start that, of the year and that, all that pre-season. That derailed all the work you'd been doing. So how did you cope with that and what was what was copying that news like? After all the work you've done, like you finally turned your shit training habits around, you're putting in work, pumped for a big year. We've fucked off COVID, like this is it, YC, we're going to win a flag and then you're going to miss the first half of the year. Yeah, I think that was, that was probably when... For me, I think it went a bit pear-shaped because I, like I said... What went a bit pear-shaped, like mental health? Yeah, or I like, think it was me mental health. Yep. Like, I, I struggled a fair bit at the start of the year and I um, I think I spoke to you a bit. I spoke to Lockie a lot and um, just sort of got to the stage where, like, footy was at release and then all of a sudden it was taken away and the work, because it's always been like footy, work, family and those were the three things that was like, long as one or two of them's going all right I'm going all right and so footy obviously went from there with the broken mm. foot and it was just like everyone sort of gets around you and looks after you but you're not there and you're not playing it's just shit yeah and then the uh, work stuff was just like wasn't really enjoying it and then it was yeah. and then I'm in a boot 
trying to work and shit. And it just it's just sucked. a battle. It's just a slog. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I was sort of missing family a bit because my mum had moved. Yeah, had she moved by then? Yeah, mum yep. moved first week of Jan. So Jan was a massive fuck around because I... Uh, what was it? Mum moved first week of Jan. Me and my mate drove up with mum, helped her move in, and then we spent a week driving home. And on the way home, we got COVID. And then... Um, and then the next, I think the day I got out of, so I missed my first week back of work because of COVID. And the next day was the hottest 100 and I broke my foot. So I was, Jesus. yeah, dad wasn't too happy with me. But um, yeah, it was like that. Mum had moved, my sister had moved. I think my sister moved about six months before that. She lives in Gold Coast, so she's sort of new mum. And um, obviously still had my brother and my old man, but it was, um, it was just like, felt like everything had just sort of gone to shit. Me and my mum were very... Close. Like, I'm close yeah. to my dad, but me and mum are sort of that more emotional. I know what you mean. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. My dad can still have that chat, but it's yeah. just, yeah, different with mum, I guess. And you got um, that relationship with your mother. Um, so, your mental health struggled. Like, what what sort of things did you do and how did you sort of turn that around? Yeah, um, oh, I just sort of, you find your mates. Like, I mean, I have heaps of mates, but you know the ones that you can properly go to and have that conversation mm. with. And I spoke to, yeah, Lockie a lot. Like heaps of just, I actually started reading heaps of books. He gave me all these books, and I read, I read a fair few books, I reckon. And um, I was pretty happy with myself for that. You're doing better than me on the reading department lately. Oh, not lately, but this was yeah back then. And then, cause I think I was just in the moon boots sitting home. I was like, fuck, yep. I'm not just gonna sit on the Xbox all day. So good man. And then better man than I am. <laughs> spoke to Mitch a lot. I think I spoke to you a fair bit. Yep. And just sort of yeah, a few boys from the footy club were getting around me a lot. And um, just like yeah, mates. Family, everyone yeah. just sort of gets around you. Yeah, so, yeah, any advice for anyone that's struggling, maybe not just with injury, but just with mental health, or they're feeling a bit isolated from family or quite not enjoying their work, like, what would you say to them? Um, I'd probably just say, like, don't think you're a burden on anyone. I think at the start I sort of thought that, and then I, like, came to my senses. I was like, I, I do feel shit and, like, this sucks, but me feeling like this isn't going to be a burden to anyone else. Like, mm. I... I needed to talk to people and I had people to talk to. But if I tried to keep that in, like it would have just gone more and more and more and it just keeps piling on and it's just so shit. Like it's yeah. so much easier to just talk to someone about it's, it and they're not going to think of you as a burden. No, it's not burdensome at all. Like they they appreciate it. They're going to yeah. really appreciate you reaching out to them. One, because I guess, you know, they're going to believe that you trust in them. And two, like they, they just want the best for you. Yeah, exactly. And that's sort of what I like to think as well. I'd like to think, with my mates, if they're struggling, like I want them to come to me because yeah. I feel like I went to them. Yeah, no <laughs> so shit. I want to return the favour. Yeah. Um, understand everyone's different, but even the um, sort of stigma around, um, like, go and see a psychiatrist. I did it, mate. <laughs> I, I went and got a. I went and got a mental health plan. Yeah. And I was really weird about it. Like, didn't tell anyone. I don't even think I told my parents. Didn't tell. Yep. Lucky. Literally told no one. And I was just like, oh. And this was when I was still in like that. Uh, I think I'm... Was uh, that earlier this year? Was yeah. it? Yeah. And I still felt like I was like, oh, a bit of that burden. And this is like around my birthday as well. And it was all sort of like, didn't really want to talk to anyone yet. Yep. And I'd heard about the mental health plan thing. And I had one friend that I was really close with who sort of said, just do it. I did it. And it helped me so much. And that was sort of the last bit. And I was like, fuck it. Yeah. And I just went and got it and did it. And I yeah, spoke to, I think it was Paul down in Seaford and... Um, he was a legend. Helped me heaps. Like, yeah. it, um, so you, you had a request yeah, to like rather see a bloke psychiatrist oh, just or sort of, just anyone? Yeah, it was sort of anyone. And 
Yeah. That was I remember a few years ago when my when my parents split up, I was a bit weird. And the Padre actually offered to say, like, you can talk to someone. And at the time I was like, I don't want to talk to a random person about yeah. my shit. Like it just didn't feel right. But now after doing it, like it was actually a massive relief because it was just no judgment mm. and it's just like let it all out. And I felt he's better. I reckon I was probably Went like, yeah, four, six times or something. And it was, um yeah, I, I actually found it really beneficial. So it was probably, that's probably the other thing is the, the stigma of it, like, especially for blokes. <laughs> like being the footy players and that. It's outrageous, man. And try and act tough, but like, you actually don't. I know this is your podcast, but just from my experience, like, I, for a month and a half ago, like, did the same thing, went and got a mental yeah. health plan, just a few things, like, started accumulating and building up, and to the point where I couldn't tolerate it anymore, and I didn't. For me, it was not so much about being a burden to other people. I just have this weird thing of like, what are they going to think of me? I don't want them to think less of me or think that I'm weak or think, you know, just just think differently of me. Like, you know, if I tell them something and let them in on what I'm feeling, then they're always going to have a different picture of me in my head. And that was the big thing for me. So that's why I wanted to go see a psychologist myself and like, hmm. only done two sessions. It's been like phenomenal. Yeah. And I haven't even done a great deal of sharing yet because again, it's that fear of what are they going to think of me? But like, as my psychiatrist said, and she's a girl because I'd requested a female so um don't know why don't know why i requested a female just doesn't matter i think probably the same reason you have that relationship with your mother i'll probably prefer a bit more of a softer yeah um person to talk to um she said like it's literally my job and i'm not going to judge you i just have your best interests at heart and um it just makes it that much easier to you know talk and get out whatever you're feeling eh? yeah 100 percent. like that's what i i don't even think i told many people i'd Told a few mates, and because um, a few of my mates started struggling with some shit. Yeah, well, I'm the same. I, I didn't tell anyone. This is probably the first time I've told anyone yeah, myself I, I too. Like my I've parents told, don't know. I don't reckon I've told more than five yeah. people. I made it real secretive. This big secret. I know, and that's that's just the way it is. But um, yeah, it, um, yeah, because a few of my mates started going through shit, and they all knew that I went through it, and they just said like, "How'd you go?" And I just said, "Man, you probably don't want to hear it," but I was like, "Go see a psychologist. Yeah. Trust me, like it'll that's it. It'll help." And um, I mean, it might not help. Some people might not like that, but yeah, I, was, I honestly thought I wouldn't like it. And then I was just like, you know, one chance. And after one session, I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep seeing this bloke. So. Yeah, see, I was speaking to one of our good mates, like Laffer, and he said, oh, like, let me know how you go with the psychologist. Because like myself, I didn't have too many, you know, I didn't find it that beneficial, but I know many people have, so let me know how you go. So laugh went very well. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. yeah so everybody's was, different. Everybody's going to respond differently to uh, different modalities, eh? Yeah. So that was that was the start of the year. Had the the broken foot and then just some mental shit going on. And then um from there I think it was it was a bit of a long one. It was six weeks in the boot. And I think last time it was about twelve weeks all around, but I think I got blown out to about fourteen to sixteen weeks because I had something happen. I think with the the mending didn't mend right out to go get an MRI or something. Yeah, I, I vaguely were, remember this, yeah. Yeah, they it's were a long contemplating time ago. putting a pin in or something because they didn't think it had mended right, but uh, eventually got it. Um, so, yeah, came back in mid-season, I think. Played mm. Mount Eliza was my first game. Spent the first two weeks in the resis, blowing off the cobwebs and trying to get a kick, which got a couple, so that was all right. Good. But I was there. Uh, I was a bit behind. I was pretty unfit at that stage. Yeah, so, how, how was the return? Like, I have asked you, but it's that long ago. I can't remember. Like, how did you find yeah. it? Were you, were you blowing up? Like, were you able to run out up. four quarters? I was blowing up. The first game was... At YC, Jubilee, it's pretty big oval. And I just remember going, uh, Hutch, I was just saying to him, mate, um, give me like 
five a quarter and then let me sit for a bit. And it, so the first game I took it pretty easy and it was good because our, our resis were pretty unreal and um, they were a good side. Yeah. I don't think, yeah, they were a good game all year actually. So um, yeah. it was nice to be able to go and play with them and not have to try and do everything. Yeah. Not that I... Don't have to try. No, <laughs> definitely have to try, I can tell you that. <laughs> but yeah, and then the next week we played Edie and I was still in the resis and Edie was pretty good because it was a much, Edie's much smaller ground. Didn't have to look behind your head to see if there were any fists coming this time. <laughs> no, nah, nah, 80 was good because it's smaller ground, so I was I could cover the ground a lot easier. And then from there, I um I think we had a week off after that because I think my first like eight games back was like two weeks on, one week off, two weeks on. It was like Queen's birthday, and then there was the bye week or something. So I was pretty lucky that I could get a rest in every now and then. And then yeah, played out the year. Um, back in the seniors and felt like I was going all right, playing some decent footy, a bit up and down, and um, got to the finals and I was pretty keen. It was YC obviously being such a strong club and um, I yeah my, in juniors yeah. we played in a lot of finals. And they're the favourites. Yep. Yeah. And um, uh, sorry, I cut you off. You juniors played a lot of finals. Did you win any flags? Yeah, we won five in a row. Oof. Lost under 11s and then well and 12s, 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s. Big. So it had been a while since I um, had played in a final, and especially like a senior final is a lot different to a junior final. So yeah. I was just keen to get out there. And I remember going into the game, had a bit of a sore foot. and um, Okay, so I, I didn't know this. Like You actually had a sore foot prior to the match. Yeah, so I okay. think it was in the last round of the season against Edie. I think I got stood on, like nothing... Just being in the ruck and you're planting your feet and shit. Oh, it happened. Like, in any position, you can get yeah. stood on and it fucking hurts. Cause, yeah. You, know, so you got the cleats. I'm, I think I remember getting stood on in that last round. And I was like, oh, a bit sore. Probably just a bit of bone. My foot was a bit bruised and I was like, it's just bone bruising. Like, yeah. I felt bad. Like, I'd broken my foot twice. So, I was like, it doesn't feel like anything like that. And then um, got to, we had the week off because we finished on top. So, I just spoke to Gooch and he was like, yeah, just don't train this week. Give it a rest. And I was like, yep, sweet. And then going into that. Final against Bomb Beach. I obviously trained that week leading in, so I had coming off the week off felt pretty good. And then the Tuesday night, got through training all sweet. Thursday night, training, and then got stood on again at training. And um, I remember, yeah, Luca Goonan stood on my foot. I was just about to say, name and shame, who did it? And Luke, it was Luca. Luca the Jesus. One. Luca's the one that did me, um, did me shoulder at Stingrays as well. So, Luca, your fault. So, Luca, what you're saying is you've cost him a flag, <laughs> Luca. <laughs> And then, yeah, Lucas stood on it. It was pretty sore again. I remember going to work on the Friday. I was like, fuck, man, this is real sore. But I was like, it's just bone bruising. It's all right. It's a final. Yep. I'll be right. And then I remember- A couple of Panadols. Yeah, got some stronger ones. I can't remember what they were, but they were decent ones. And um, Weren't endones, were they? No. Nah, <laughs> wasn't on the heavies. You'd be flying on the footy field. <laughs> and then got to, had a couple Friday night. Saturday woke up, had a couple more. Get to the game. I was feeling pretty good. Strapped up and that, ready to go. Started playing. Felt, it was sore, but it wasn't bad. Get to half time and we went in, you have your 15, 10, 15 minutes in the rooms. I was feeling all right. And then we got to run out after half time and I was like, fuck. Ooh. I was like, man, I, I can't run. Oofed. Started like, I was looking around. I was like, I hope none of these Bonnie blokes are looking because I was like, and like the game was pretty tight at this stage and I was like, I'm struggling I'm here. Fucked. And I, I think, Gooch might have yelled something out to me and I was like, nah, don't worry, I'm I'm sweet. And um played out the game and I think I had a pretty good game actually that day. 
I think, for memory, but it sort of helps because Bonnie, well, Bonnie don't really. What's that? Gooch yelled out something to you, so he saw you like limping or like yeah, struggling to move, or just right. Yeah, um, I think I just said, "Yeah, I'll be right." Tried to soldier on, and classic. Every time I think I'd come off for like five minutes a quarter, and like those five minutes, I was sitting on the bench getting cold, and I was like, "Fuck, man, this is killing." Just me. every time, it's just getting harder and harder to get back up. Yeah, and so we got to last quarter, and um, I'd just come off for a spell, and I think Bonnie had just hit the front now as well, and um, I remember like sitting there with the physio, and I was saying to him. Man, if we lose this, there's no chance I'm playing next week. Like, this is fucked. And um, luckily enough, Luke, Lukey Painter ends up kicking the goal to put us in front in the last minute or two. And um, got back on there and we finished the game one. I was like, all right, sweet. Tick. Get off the ground. And I was like, uh, in my head, I was like, my foot's fucking sore. But I was like, it's just, just bone bruising. Yeah, we'll get through. Away. And then... And I remember you come and trained at Virtus like that week. And yeah. you said the same thing. Like, your foot was fat and it was purple-ish. Yeah, so I remember um, leaving the leaving the rooms after the game, like hobbled my way to the car and I was trying to like make sure no one could see. And I was yeah. like, no, nah, I still feel all right. Like it's just blown up because I've just played. It'll be yeah. sweet. Um, and then I actually put my moon boot back on just for that week because I was like, like, because we had the week off again for the, because we'd obviously gone straight to the, through to the granny. And um, I put the boot back on and just sort of made sure I wasn't going places where people would see me. I think mm. even coming here, I... Would leave the boot in the car so no one knew I was wearing the boot. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, we got a few NPNFL players. Yeah, there, know, was few, here. there was a few yeah. bomber boys. Yeah. Because bombers were in the prelim against Bonnie. And then um, got to like the Wednesday and I was still in a fair bit of pain. And I remember speaking to Rob Wallace, the master. Yep. And he. The strapping up, extraordinaire. Yep. Went there every Saturday morning this year and got strapped before the game. Um, he actually. Said, oh, he's like, I'll just come in because I was going to go see him anyway just to get a bit of work done. And he was like, oh, I'll just go get a scan just in case because I wasn't going to get scans at all. Cause mm. I was like, it's just, it's, it's sore, but no, I was like, it's fine. I remember after Rob told you that, you, I think you said to me, like, I don't want to get a scan. Like, yeah. In case it does show something, then I fucking I still, have to sit out. Yeah, well, in my brain, I was still like, nah, I'm not, it's, it's not going to be anything. But you, do you reckon you were in denial or you actually, oh, well, did I you believe, was. did you actually believe you were fine? I didn't think I was fine. I knew something was wrong, but I didn't yeah. think it was broken. Yeah. And so then, I remember going on the Wednesday, getting scans, came here after, did a session. And on the Thursday morning, get the notification, like, your scans have been uploaded. I was going to see Rob on that Thursday night, get the um, get the results, and straight away I logged in, looked at them on my phone, and straight away I looked at it, and I was like, fuck. Wait, so you looked at the picture, or you look at yeah, what they wrote? At, no, I looked at the picture. Yeah, and, I mean, I've seen, and this is to your, enough this is to your untrained eye, you even, like, saw, like, fuck, even I know that's broken. Yeah, yeah so shit. there was a decent crack through the, through the second met this time, so I was still in the right foot, but a new, different bone this time, and I um, had a crack, and straight away, I got on the phone to Rob, or oh, I think Rob had called me, and said, have you seen the scans? And I was like, yeah, and he's like, you know, don't you? And I was like, yeah, it's broken. And he's like, yeah. And I, and I was like, I think I was at work and I said, oh, I can't talk right now. I was like, let's just, I'll see you later. Yeah. And I was, that's sort of when it started to hit me and I was like, fuck, man, this isn't, I what, don't know what's going to happen here. What was, actually, first question, what was the remainder of that day at work like? Just trying oh, to digest I all of that? I think I was that. just trying to, I was think I was just being like, fuck, man. I don't know. Because we, we were in the grand final already and I yeah. was like, this isn't looking good. And then the Thursday night, went and saw Rob and, um, yeah, he felt pretty bad and was just trying to sort of say... I don't think he can play. And I went and saw uh, my old trainer, Bryce Marshman, who he's a bit of a magician as well. He's a lot like the Fizz. And um spoke to him and he just said, look, I don't really think you can play. And 
I went and saw someone else as well. I can't remember. Did you I chat to the Fizz? Yeah, I think I spoke to. The, I think I gave the Fizz a call as well, and he just said, "Look, it's being so young, it's just not worth it. Like you can get injections and that, where you won't be able to feel your foot and all that, whatever it is. The I can't remember mm. what that But I was like, he just said, if you do that, there's a very strong chance. Like, a, you probably might not even be able to run for the game and that because you can't feel your foot. And then secondly, even if you can run, every time you run, step, get stood on, it's gonna just it's getting worse bones and worse and, and worse. Get yeah, fragments everywhere, and then sort of the thing where it's like if you're 35 and about to retire, you might go out with a bang. But when you're 22 and you got your whole career ahead of you, it's not worth it. Mm. So um, yeah, it took that pretty shit to be honest. I remember sitting in my car after called mum. I think I started crying on the phone to yeah. mum. I think I just called her and she's like, "Oh, what's up?" Because I speak to mum a fair bit, and I was like, "I'm not playing." She goes, "What?" And I was like, "I'm not playing in the grand final." He goes, what do you mean? I was like, foot's broken. And mum was flying down and everything for the granny, so. Oh, yeah, shit. I, um, yeah, and oh. then just burst into tears on the phone to mum and I was pretty beside myself because I was, obviously, I mean, the boys won in the end, which is awesome, but in my head I was like sort of very selfish in that point. I was just like, fuck, man, this isn't good. And I was just, yeah, lost it. And then I remember going home, walked in and I think as soon as I saw dad, I just started crying as well. Yeah. <laughs> And he was like, oh, what's up? And I was like, oh, I'm not fucking playing. And um, yeah, he was pretty, he was, I mean, everyone was shattered for me, but, and then the the hard part was then going to footy training and I had to speak to Gooch and went up to Gooch and, and had a meeting with him before training just said, I'm not going to be able to play. to tell all the boys. And made, it, like, made it a bit easier having big Zachy Barrett running around the twos because I reckon he's a scene, he's a ones ruckman anyway. I mean, he showed it, played an awesome grand final. But, um, it. Made it a lot easier knowing I had him like if it were like the boys been, were in good hands yeah it wasn't like they were, I was like there was no one there like Zach was ready to go probably should have been playing seniors all year anyway he was in and out and um, yeah it's good for him like he deserved it anyway but it made it a lot easier for me and then obviously um, yeah telling everyone at training I think I lost it again and everyone's bloody giving me these cuddles and shit and I was like just that's it. And like you said earlier with one of your other injuries like you know the boys get around you and they make you feel nice but it's just probably not quite the same was it Oh, how, man, how was, was <laughs> how was it watching the grand final and what was the feeling like and the celebrations after like oh, it was bittersweet. It yeah. was um oh I mean there's no denying I was like couldn't I couldn't believe how happy I was for the boys. I thought I'd probably take it a lot worse to be honest. Like game day I was feeling alright and everyone's still getting around me and all that sort yeah. of shit. And um Yeah, it's it's weird like you see AFL like um when yeah, the Bob Murphy one. Yeah, like Bob Murphy, and when Andrew Graff, Andrew Gaff, um, yeah, punched right. Brasher, and he missed the grand final, yeah. he was distraught after West Coast won. Like everyone's going to react differently. What, what yeah, were your sort I of think, reactions? Um, oh, watching the game, I was pretty confident we we're going to win all day. Bonnie gave us a bit yeah. of a scare, but I was, I was confident in the boys. Yeah. And um, Simon went, and it was sort of. I think the first person to grab was um, Kaya Dees, and he just sort of grabbed me and was like, "This is you're a part of it." And I was like. It's like just go away. <laughs> but Shut it up. Was, um, and it was sort of like because everyone runs onto the field and I'm yeah. in my moon boot. I can't run, so I was sort of like speed walking, trying to hobble out there. Were you on crutches or you walking? No, nah, I was walking. walking. And then all of a sudden, all the boys sort of started running over to me, and I was like, ah. and it was, yeah, it was just awesome. Like I, they made me feel so part of it, and I still feel like I was. I mean, I didn't play on the day, but I felt like I had good impact throughout the year and that. And um, it was awesome, but it was um. I think I made sure I celebrated like I played. I can tell you that. Yeah, I, that was going to be my next question. Yeah, made sure that everyone knew I was there. Good. Made your presence known. You couldn't make your presence known on the field, but you definitely made it known off the field. Yeah. yeah. And, 
And that's so true um, about, like, you know, they wouldn't have been there without you. There would have been that many times throughout the year, you know, in, in close games that, you know, you probably had a pretty big deciding factor on a win or a loss and hopefully well and truly <laughs> dictated their ladder position and got them into the grand final. Yeah. But yeah, so it was, yeah, it was very bittersweet, but it was, um, at the end of the day, boys got the win and I was part of it for most of the year, so I'll, I'll take it. But yeah, it was, looking back, it was just a frustrating year. Two, two broken feet, both the same foot, and it was just... Couldn't get that continuity I wanted, so hopefully get it going next year. Before we talk about next year, let's talk about those celebrations. Who was best on ground? Oh. <laughs> Probably Chinny, Blake Mullane. Yeah. yeah We've got a question from him later too, as well. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a shocker, I can already tell. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. We've had better ones. 2022 sucked ass. We've got a few more days left. What do they look like? You're driving up to the sunny coast? Are you, you're driving up solo? Are you going to make to support you again? Or uh, My mum's coming down for Christmas. So yeah, nice. She was going to fly back, but um, we're just going to drive back up together. Because so, obviously, yeah, I, did, I wanted to do like a road trip, but I was, a few of my mates were all sort of busy in that, and I was just like, oh, fuck it. Just get it mum done. Come. Yeah, get yep. it done. So, um, what is it? The 18th? Another, yeah, it's next Monday. Fuck. Less than two weeks. That's close. Pretty Eight cool. Days, yeah. Um, so I've got... What do you say? Eight days. Oh yeah, till you leave next yep. Monday. Yeah. So um, just catching up with mates and family, and just trying to see as many people as I can. So I had a pretty big weekend catching up with a lot of people, and then this week I got work break up on Monday or Tuesday. I don't know, but it's sort of yeah, it's weird when I tell people I got work break up because they think it's just me and my dad. So we work at a factory, and it's sort of like four or five different companies that all sort of work yep. together, I guess. And um, it's probably like sixteen of us, so we'll have work break up Tuesday yeah, or Monday. Good. And then, yeah, just seeing family, a few of the boys, and um, Christmas, and then fang off Boxing Day, probably try and leave it. I think we've got to get to Newcastle, so I reckon it'll be about good. I think Newcastle's about 12-hour drive. <laughs> Boxing Day, I reckon it'll push out to probably 13, 14. Yeah, so see, that just sounds like a nightmare to me. I think hopefully try and leave by like 3 or 4 a.m. Is Boxing it, Day. Is it over 3, 3 or 4 a.m.? Well, we've got to get, yeah. we've got to check into the bloody yeah. joint we're staying at. Yeah, fair enough. So Is it? Because like I've moved a couple of times in my life, but never really too far, and you're never too far from your mates, so I've never had to have a big going away or anything. Is it overwhelming when you're moving so far away, like doing all these formalities and ticking off the going aways and saying see you later to the people that you want to? And it wasn't, but I think this morning it all sort of hit me. <laughs> You've only got eight days yeah, to cram fr- in. Because Friday night, pile on Christmas, and yeah, Friday night one of the one of the girls moving to Scotland for study, so it was um. Sort of her thing, and I'm just sort of mates with them as well. So I went out and saw all them, and was feeling pretty good. And then last night was just with all my mates that I've sort of hung around with the last five or six years, and was good. Like it was good fun just being around everyone. And then one of the boys actually came back from England yesterday. He's he's been gone for six months, so um, it was for, sort of like the last time we're all together again. And yeah, this morning when I woke up before I came here, I was sort of just sitting in bed. And I was like, Fuck, that might have been the last time I was with all my friends. Before I go, so I'll see it, them all like sporadically over the next week, but I don't know if we'll all be together again. It's, it's it, not, and I know it's only, it's still like it's. You say it's that far, it's a two-hour flight, so it's, it's doable. It's not, and the ones again, the ones that do care about you, like the two-hour flight and the money for the flight, it's nothing. It's yeah. nothing to go and see. Oh, and I'll mate. be back anyway. I know I'm already yeah. coming back in March for my birthday and that, so I'll um, yeah. and, and you'll be popping into Virtus. Yeah, I'll make sure of it. Three, yeah, it's that's, that's three months away. So, yeah, I'll yep. make sure of that. So then from there, I'll have to figure out what I'm doing next. But, yeah, it is. It's weird. It's weird. Like, it's starting to... I think it's starting to kick in now. I'm like, 
fuck. And this is what I was saying about how like I needed to just lock in and tell people I was going. Yeah. Because if I'd have got to like now, I'd be like, fuck, no, nah, I don't want to go. Fuck that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially so. with the silly season and you're spending time with your friends and your family. It's like, I don't want to leave this. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'll be good. Get, you got to. Live with mum again and get close to my sister again. So, um, yeah, you yeah, got to. You got to do it. Uh, what do you anticipate 2023 will look like? And spoiler alert, it's not going to turn out anything like you anticipate, but like, what do you what do you sort of hope comes from the next 12 months and beyond? Oh. Like, is Sunny Coast like going to be a semi-permanent thing? And again, obviously you don't no, know, but like... I don't know. I think I'm going in with like just no plans, sort of going... No with, expectations. Yeah, give it a year. Yeah, good. And just go from there. Like, there's just... Who knows what's going to happen? Like, you just don't know. Might love it up there, might hate it, might meet someone, might not meet someone, like... I um I think f- sporting wise and like health wise and that I want to not get injured. That'd be nice. So um, get through a full footy season up there. It'd be good fun. You no injuries. Yeah. No broken foot, no concussions. Which we'll talk about in a sec. <laughs> um, and then yeah, just sort of meet new people, make some mates, and just yeah. have a good time. Like just enjoy it up there. Cause I'm only 22. I've got. Yeah, fuck, you're young. You are young. I am. Better weather up there. Yeah, I know it's been shocking down here. <laughs> Shit house, mate. I know, man. It's mid December. I've been wearing jumpers. Seriously, <laughs> not good. But I know I'm going to get up there. I'm going to be sweating bullets. Good problem to have, I reckon. Yeah, but good the problem. Hu- dark in the humidity is going to. That's going to be the hardest thing. <laughs> it's going to teach you a lesson. Yeah. Hey, I want to talk about one more injury you've had before we take some Q and A questions. <laughs> Concussion you got earlier in the year. Yeah. At uh, Strawberry, Strawberry Music Festival. Yeah, Strawberry Fields up on the Murray. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good one. Just um, with a few mates at a doof, had a had a few too many, and um, because this is when you were in the moon boot too, was it not? Nah, strawberry was the week I took. You it just out. got it off, yeah, <laughs> that's right. <out>. So <laughs> had a few, definitely a few too many, and uh, walking around and like it's like yeah, it's every festival like just campers, tents and shit everywhere. Yeah, yeah, and, the people have got their ropes and yeah. Yep. So we were walking from our camp to go to another. Go to one of the stages or something, and I was pretty out of it, and uh, tripped over a tent rope and ate shit because face first, and just bang. I don't even. I honestly don't remember much from the whole weekend. I just remember. I mean, I don't actually remember. I've been told <laughs> I tripped on this thing face first, bang hit the ground like pretty hard. Apparently, mates like got me up, and then they like making sure like you're all right, mate, you're all right. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yep. And it sort of. I didn't. I don't think I was out. I think it was just like a bit all over the just joint. dazed. And they got me up and they'll hold me for a sec and then they they let me go because I said I was all right and then apparently I just went again, went again. bang, face first, <laughs> out cold. Oh, no, I don't think I was out cold actually. I don't think I went out at all but I was just like, I don't remember it. And so, so I woke up the next morning in the medical tent with no recollection of what had been going well, on. Well, that's it because that's the way you've told the story to me that you just, you tripped over and you woke up in the medical tent. <laughs> yeah, and so the, I was actually awake the whole time because there's, like I've seen videos, we made a video on it, and I was awake the whole time, but I was a bit definitely out of it. And um, I just remember, yeah, going into, waking up in the medical tent the next morning, thinking like, what the fuck? I was like, what has happened? And I was like, I think in my head, because no one was walking around at the time, and I was like, I think I must have just got real drunk and like passed out somewhere. And and someone's found you and looked, taking your medical. I was like, all of a sudden had all these the thingies on my chest. Yeah, the little that. ECG heart monitors. I was like, what the fuck? And I just started pulling them off and then this chick comes in and like, starts <laughs> yelling do that. at me. <laughs> and they had to do it and they did the thing and they said, yeah, you're all sweet. And then I remember um, like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then got up out of the medical tent and they're like, oh, do you know where your camp is? I think it was like a trick question because they obviously knew because they got me on the stretcher to get me there and everything. And um, I remember just being like, I just need to get out of here. And I was like, yeah, I know where I'm camping. I had 
no idea I'm camping. Walk out the medical tent and I look around and I was like, fuck, how am I going to find my mates in my camp? <laughs> am I still at Strawberry Fields? And I dead set, just look to me left and I see this flag that one of the boys had set up at our camp and I was like, oh, mate, you are <laughs> kidding. And it was right there. And I go, oh, yeah, we're just there. And she goes, yeah, we know. And I was like, oh, thank fuck for that. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, walked over and crawled back into my swag to get a bit more sleep because this was like six in the morning. And um, I remember, like, still, I was still thinking I've just been passed out because like, the people didn't tell me. They didn't anything. tell you anything. Did you have a headache? Probably. I don't <laughs> know. And then it um, got to, I slept for like another hour or two and mates woke me up. And one of them, my mates came in because like, my keys were in the swag and he's like, got the keys out. And he's like, oh, you're right. And I was like, yeah. I was like, I woke up in a medical tent. He's like, yeah. I know. And I was like, <laughs> no oh. shit. He's like, are you like okay though? And I was like, yeah, why? He's like, what do you mean, why? And I was like, well, I don't know. I was like, I was just passed out, didn't I? A bit drunk. And he was like, no, you like full fell over and got concussed. And I was like, nah, he's taking the piss out of me. And so got up and a few of the other boys were up and they were all saying it. And like me and my mates, we have a bit of banter. And I was like, nah. nah. <laughs> Everyone's just in on this joke. And I was like, nah, these boys taking the piss out of me. And then the, a few of the girls start waking up and they were all like worried as well. Like, oh, are you like feeling better? And I was like, fuck, maybe this has actually happened. And then... Someone pulls out their phone and shows me this video, and I was like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "I can't believe this has actually happened." Is that a video of you in the tent, or like you? No, nah, that was me stacking. No, nah, that was not a video of me stacking because I think it just happened. It yep. was um, me on the stretcher, and um, yeah. yeah, I was in a bit of a state. I'm pretty sure I had I'd shaved a chopper mow on. It just looked shocking. I just looked stupid. Just this big idiot laying on a stretcher, big handlebar, handlebars, and I think I was, yeah, just yelling shit out, being an idiot. And then, yeah, realised I'd oh, like been it. concussed. So that was a bit of a struggle. And I honestly, yeah, don't remember a whole lot from that weekend. That's phenomenal. Where, where does Strawberry Fields rank in festivals you've been to? Because I've had a couple of mates tell me that's the best I've ever been. I've never been to Straubs. Where does it rank for you? Um, what, what a, give us your top three favourite. Because you love a doof. You've been to a few over the years. Like, I've been to a few. I've, I've give us your top three. Oh, pitch is pretty good. Strawberry... They're all different. Strawberry was good because just where it was. But I went the strawberry we went to was split over two weekends, and it was a lot. Like my mates went to the strawberry the year before, and they said it was way bigger and heaps better. But that one I went to was real good. Like because you're sitting on the Murray, and we had good at we had unreal weather. So like you swim in each morning and yeah. that. Um, pitch was good. Like pitch was real good. Um, it's just they're so far away. BTV, I didn't mind it, but it, BTV was just sort of that last one I went to was a bit of a shit show. So hot that was the 2019 one, yeah. On the hill and yeah. It was, um, yeah, just a pain. And then yeah. we, through COVID, my mates sort of, a few of my mates DJing that, and we just sort of did our own thing. It was good fun. But, yeah. And they're yeah. probably sometimes the best ones, or it's just yeah, you and your sure. crew. Like and someone's just got property somewhere. Just yeah. Go up to the Murray. I think we went for the My 21st, went up to the Murray and caused a bit of ruckus and just ran around there and had a bit of, bit of fun. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That was good fun. Almost time for some Q and A questions. I got one more for you. You know the classic: you're stranded on an island. You can only bring three things. Bring X amount of people. I got one for you. You're stranded at a festival for three days. You can only bring three things, and you can only bring three people. Keep the things you can bring PG, please. <laughs> um. Well, I'd be bringing some sort of shade. I reckon the marquee. Yeah. If I'm stuck there for three days, I'm thinking a marquee. I'm gonna need a swag to sleep in. You can sleep on the ground under the marquee, mate. That's true. No, no. You need Unless a bit it's of a comfort. winter. 
Yeah, you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> that's and right. We'll just say an esky. Might meet somebody. A, a full esky. Yep. That'll do me. Cool. Because it's, it's, it's at the festival, so the speakers not going, so esky, swag, Yeah, you're assuming marquee. there's music there. Sunshade. Maybe I'd swap out the uh, swag for a chair, because I can sleep in a chair, and then I can sit in the chair. So I reckon marquee, chair, and an esky. Who are you bringing with you? Only three. Only three? A car, a, a car full, so four. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm, Oh, I'd probably bring a mate. Or is that a bit too stiff? No, I don't know. That's a lot That's a lot to think about to just put me on the spot like that. I'm trying to think just random people that would be funny. I reckon if you know Theo Vaughn. No. I don't know many people from around this, around this no, way. No, he's not a per- he's like a, oh. He's like some American dude. He's funny as. Yeah, he good. posts this weird shit. Yep. He's funny. I'd say him. I reckon a random one, someone like... Elon Musk would just it'd just be weird yeah. to see. And then I'd That's what you agree. want when you get back to the side at 4am and you've got Elon Musk there with you. Um, I don't know. You put me on the spot here. I'm trying to think. And that'll probably just bring two mates. Just to, yep. oh, At least I've got me mates with me. Yep, so good. I won't name names because I don't want to dog any. It's a bit mates. stiff. So yeah, it's a bit mates, stiff. Elon Musk I feel that. and Theo Von. Theo Von will be a cracker. Now we've got six fan questions. Of, of, fuck, I'm... Got them on my phone, and my phone's filming, so I'm going off the top of my head here, which I do remember them because I've been looking at them for the past few hours, just sure on and off, making sure. Make sure they're PG questions. Yeah, they're PG questions. First one's from Charlotte Inkster. When are we getting matchy, matching barley tats? <laughs> uh, matching tats bales was what it was. <laughs> Not barley tats. We'll have, to, we'll have to book that in. Put that in. What would you get with Charlotte? Um, that's a good question. Well, she's got a she's got a bit of traditional stuff as well. So I reckon we just get some random shit on the leg somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Chinny, Blake Mullane. Chinny boy. You got a thirty dollar budget and twenty eight minutes to cook. What are you cooking me? <laughs> just go chicken schnitzel, mate. Chicken schnitzel and some salad. Mate, well that's that's five dollars of your budget. What are you doing with the next twenty five? Um Just beers. Yeah, six pack. Good. That'll do it. Beer of choice. I don't drink beer, so Yeah, you don't either. Couple, um, couple of cruises, mate. Another one from Chinny. Were you very close to making the AFL? And what was the kicker? <laughs> was it your height? Um, nah, it wasn't that close. I spoke to a few clubs, but like I said, it was just me training habits. I reckon, yeah, just needed to knuckle down more. And I was probably talking about the doofs and that. I was probably a bit loose yep. away from footy. And um, I think people started to realise that. So, um, yeah, I wasn't that close. No. Uh, another one from Lukey Painter. What makes you such a great mate? <laughs> Thanks. Um, what makes me such a great mate? Well, like I was saying before, I reckon I'm a very approachable person, good to talk to, and I think I'm like inclusive and just in uh, in like the footy setting sort of thing. Like it's just getting around everyone, just getting the around young everybody. boys, the old boys, everyone in between, and like just making everyone feel part of it. You so don't discriminate. Yeah, I reckon that's. Sort of me being a good mate, and I'm just yeah that like I was saying, I'm more always there to like talk to someone and just be there for a mate. So yeah, I reckon, I reckon that's what makes me a good mate. Yeah, good. There were two other questions on the Instagram poll, but I can't remember. My phone's filming, so that's my fuck up. But hey, if I don't remember them, they mustn't have been that good. But what I'll do is I'll tack them onto the Quickfire Thirty episode, which we're about to film. But any more final messages? Uh, anything you want to teach the Virtus family? Uh, no, just make sure that someone's still playing good music when I'm gone. Well, hey, how I about you just... you'll probably carry it on because you oh. you listen to a lot of stuff I listen hey, to. Hey, who's got the best music out of all the coaches? 
I would probably say you. I don't know what Jazz listens there to, actually, but I would probably say you because we listen to a lot of the same shit. And that's what we wanted to hear, and that's put it to bed. Lockie, easily worst. Mitch, I can deal with because I don't mind. Mitch changes a lot, which I'm happy yeah. to change with. But Lockie just... Lockie is annoying when he's got the music. Hey, well, he's not coaching in 2023, so... Well... We've been saved. Yeah, lucky for everyone that's training. Anything else? Anything we didn't cover that you want to quickly say? No, nah, no, I can think of. Lovely. Tune into the Quickfire 30 episodes. We'll have those Instagram poll questions on there and 30 other wacky ones. Lovely. So it was slow. The brains were slowly ticking over the first 20 minutes, but I think the conversation started to get rolling in the last 45 minutes or so, mate. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Thanks very much for coming on. Good luck in the sunny coast. Thanks for having me.